I'm Jordan Ferguson. And I'm Kate McKinnon. And you are listening to the Geek Down Podcast. Welcome to the Geek Down Podcast, the show where two friends and fellow nerds sit in front of microphones to try and figure out where their fandoms intersect. My name is Caitlin McKinnon. My name is Jordan Ferguson. This is episode 100 and... Two? 132? 132. I think it's 132. I think it's 132. It's 132. That's what it is now. Sorry, old 132 if you exist. You've been superseded. You've been replaced. Uh, Thank you for joining us. If you're new to the show welcome thanks for swinging through if you'd like to hear any of the other 131 episodes or something or 132 we don't we actually don't know we don't know you can head on over to soundcloud.com slash geekdownpod that is where the show lives all the episodes are there you can hit follow you get a notification every time a new episode goes live or 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 you'll see a button that says subscribe a little apple logo on it that'll take you to apple Podcasts. It doesn't have to be apple Podcasts. no it could be any kind of thing you like to use for your podcast whatever you use for your podcast Android, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, wherever you go, we probably going to be there. Yeah, you just have to just Google us. And that means every week, like clockwork, <laughs> more or less. More or less. On the back of a unicorn pegasus named Philip, your mans. <laughs> Chauncey Frostilicus. The third. Comes through, smashes those episodes directly into your ear hole. But like nicely. Gently. Caressingly. Lovingly. <laughs> this is gonna be a great episode it really is no plan today friends that is all you have to do the episodes just appear yep and if you'd like to talk to us about chauncey or having no plan or maybe what we can look at in the future um you can do so by any of our socials mostly twitter twitter instagram uh Facebook, the old mall, um, the old mall of social media. I mean, why would you? I'm really there less than I. <laughs> I mean, I'm still around because I've just I've spent a weekend with an 18 year old, and now I'm sort of like interested in this whole Instagram thing, but also horrified. I was gonna say, if you're with an 18 year old, you care even less about Facebook. Yeah. Oh Do, yeah. Does she even have a Facebook? She does, but she's. You know what she told me though? She mm. was like, I said something about Twitter. She's like, I don't even have a Twitter. Twitter was kind of always for the olds. Yeah. The old and the really woke were on Twitter. Yeah. Super woke. But what's Snapchat? The kid's still on Snapchat? I think she's still on Snapchat. Mm. I think they do it as like ironically now. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a bad look for Snapchat. The kids are on it ironically. I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to ask her. I'm going to, but I know her family also minds her for like young and data. Like they're like, so what's new and hip? What are the kids doing? And she hates it. So I don't want to, I don't want to be that person in her life. Tell us about the kids. <laughs> Uh, What's dabbing? <laughs> God. <laughs> Who does the dabbing? Oh, nobody does the dabbing. And the dabbing was done like... Is it part of urban dancing? But what's, what's a vine? Do you dab on vine? <laughs> Is that what you do? Um, so, yeah. So, you can contact us there for all the socials. You can also email us. Geekdownpod at gmail.com. Yes. I thought we were going to do that together. Oh, well. I thought that was like a thing we could have done. <laughs> you want to do it? Or you can email us at geekdownpod at gmail.com. Look at that. She really wanted it. I really wanted it. We went for it. We did it. Yes. 
And finally, if you like what you hear so far, and you're like, why wouldn't you? How do I financially help these individuals? They seem like they need, might need some financial assistance. Oh, they definitely do. <laughs> and the government just isn't there enough for them. <laughs> let me let me pitch in. There are two main ways you can help us out financially. The first being our uh, Patreon account, patreon.com forward slash geekdownpod. Um, there are lots of different levels, lots of stuff. You can go check it out. Geekdown playlist gets updated every week, more or less. More or less. Depending on how inspired we are. Listen, I'm not going to force it, friends. No, we got we need that inspiration. I'm not going to try to dig up songs for you, but I had inspiration this week. <laughs> they went right into the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> we got them from the garbage. <laughs> and the inspiration told me, hey, remember rap? Oh, what? What's rap? Rap used to be good. What? Rap Don't st- be crazy. Rap still is good sometimes. What? So here's some good rap friends. And if you sponsor this podcast for more than $5 a month, you can hear some good rap too. And some crazy pay- playlists, maybe like three times a year from Caitlin <laughs> that are crazy and weird and sometimes don't make any sense. I hope you got all the step aerobic sizing you needed to get done to Caitlin's playlist last week. It was amazing. That's where you can find that. But hey, listen, we get it. You got a million subscriptions. You're on. You're on your Netflix. You're on your Crunchyroll. You're on your Spotify. You're on your Apple Music. You got them all. We understand. Maybe another monthly subscription. It's just not really something you can handle right now. No. That's cool. It's we stressful. W- we want to accommodate that too. That's why you can go to Cafe Coffee ko fi.com slash Pod. Three bucks. That's it. Canadian. Yeah. Oh God, that's such a discount right now. It's basically a nickel. Oh, and just like be like, hey, here's three bucks. Buy yourselves a coffee. Have a good time. Have a good time. You can do it once, twice, never again. Yeah. Or as much as you want. We just want to give that control back to you because we're considerate like that. Yeah. We understand. We're poor. We know. All right. Well, I think that's it. (laughs) So, friends. Yeah. No plan this week. No, no plan. So, yeah, as Jordan was saying, um, no plan would just fine because some of our best podcasts have been hodgepodge. Listen, y'all tell us you love the chit-chat, so we just figured we would chit-chat. Doing no small part to the fact that I... Basically was having a nervous breakdown a couple weeks ago. Oh, but it was fine. We all go through it. <laughs> at least at least twice a year. I was just working way too much. I couldn't find the thing Caitlin had given me. I had no no idea whatsoever on what to give her. No time. And it was like Thursday and I'm like... Caitlin was like, it's cool. We'll just do hodgepodge. And I'm like, great. And then Caitlin was feeling terrible. And I got... So... I have this problem where, so I have, as I've spoken about several times on the show, I was diagnosed with endometriosis, which is a disease that they don't have a cure for. It's just there forever, like student debt. Um, And sometimes... They don't have a cure for it because they basically believe women's medical needs about 70% of the time. So, I mean, if they actually believed... The symptoms you say you oh, have. not even 70% of the time. It's like 40 times. <laughs> I was trying to be respectful to the medical profession. but um, Well, they're now starting to do a lot more research and try and figure things out and have some theories. But they're just theories. Nothing's actionable. So Basically means her uterus explodes uh, once, sometimes, twice a month. Nah, like sometimes it's, it's fine for ages. And then all of a sudden I get a flare-up and I'm in tons of pain. The thing is people will be like... Well, if you're in that much pain, maybe you should go to the hospital or the doctor. I'm like, yeah, I fucking did that. I have endometriosis. The end. There's no cure. There's no, you know, 
mystical salts or crystals that I can rub on my mute, my u- uterus to make it better. It just is what it is. Um, so I just have to deal with it. And that means you guys have to deal with it too. Stop telling people with chronic pain disorders to be like, just go to the doctor. Here are some crystals. Here's some smelling salts. Have you tried have you tried going keto? Have have I tried Pilates? <laughs> Tighten my core muscles. Have you tried to cleanse? I think it's toxins. I think maybe you have toxins. Have you tried being Do you in have toxins? Being in some sort of uh, steam hut for twenty hours a week? Have you tried having a penis instead? <laughs> no, I don't think I'd want to either. <laughs> I just I feel penises are weird. They're like yeah. another organism attached to your body. See, dudes feel the exact opposite. We're just like it's there. We know what it is. It's fine. It's, you got a whole ecosystem going on in there. It is, it is sort of like an ecosystem, have, a beautiful have, ecosystem. It's got to get full of unicorns that use their horns to stab you, <laughs> stab your uterine wall. Uh, with magic. You got yeah. You got smears and levels and pH balance and <laughs> I don't know what the fuck else you got. In there. Smears. You're smearing oh, something. Graffiti in there. <laughs> Gang wars. Little uterine elves tagging up a, <laughs> tagging up your, your lining all the time. Uh, anyway, so Caitlin was like, I'm dying. And I'm like, you know what? I'm still having a panic attack. So <laughs> it's Thanksgiving. <laughs> Woo! Let's just not. Yeah. And none of you even noticed. noticed. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Really feeling loved. You motherfucker. <laughs> I'm sure someone out there was like, huh. No podcast. That's weird. Oh, I didn't hear anything. There wasn't a podcast. Huh. The post announcing that clearly we took Thanksgiving off got more likes on Facebook than anything we've recently <laughs> posted. So I guess some of you noticed, but and they're like, "Oh, we were wondering. We were worried. We were, they had a falling out about apples." <laughs> okay, listen. I don't know if you've gotten any pushback to the great apple fallout of. I, I have a story. I, I did not get any pushback. I have a story though, but I would like to hear some of the pushback you have received, Jordan. Uh, one question was. Is she five? <gasps> oh, oh, I will come for you. <laughs> I said, Caitlin seems to think. Hey, so to recap, Jordan was celebrating the autumnal arrival, the annual autumnal arrival of the Honeycrisp apple. Do we have, do we have a drop that's just like, like, you know, one of those like <laughs> apples? No, it's like, it's, you know, what's that thing called? The, the thing where it's like, <laughs> don't look at me like that. Uh, they're chimes, but it's like it's like magical chimes. The Chauncey shit. Yeah, but like another one. No, I don't have another one. Why do you not have more chimes? Oh, Jesus Christ! All right. Anyways, autumnal arrival, magical yeah. autumnal arrival autumnal, without um, chimes. Autumnal arrival of Honeycrisp apples, the best apple of the season. And my co-host took issue with this. I just. And said, said that the wad of sawdust known as a Macintosh apple was what? superior what? to a Honeycrisp apple. What? And I mentioned this to a coworker, and the coworker's response was, is she five? <laughs> yes, because I am young at heart and know what good tastes like. Because when you're five, it's you the only apple what, they give you. You know <laughs> what good tastes like. They're like, do not waste a Honeycrisp <laughs> apple on this child. She will not appreciate uh, did it. Did you get any other input? Or would you even tell me if you got input <laughs> along the lines of, yeah, she's totally right. I mean, I, um, listen, I work nights. I don't see a lot of people. But the people I did see, that no one was supporting Macintosh <sighs> over Honeycrisp. Everyone agrees Red Delicious is trash. Oh, yeah. It's disgusting. It's basically, that is the sawdust of apples. That is the sawdust of apples. Like, pluh. But I... How does something not have taste? Listen, just... I thought the season was over. I was at the No Frills. Yeah. The Honeycrisp still there. bushel had kind of gone down a bit. Yeah. And surging 
the softball size, giant bushel, feature bushel at the no frills was the Cortland apple, which I had to Google. I Googled in the store. I used data to Google (laughs) apple types at the no frills. So I'm like, you ain't going to sneak up some bullshit on me. Yeah. Even if you are 88 cents a pound. I look it up and it's a Macintosh variant. And I'm like, God, but it's cheap. But it's still Macintosh. Well, it's a variant, so maybe it won't be like total Macintosh. Oh. No, it's like... It's- and I take one to work that night, and I wish I could just get my coworker Megan on the phone to verify just how incensed <laughs> I was eating this apple at it work. It is like the epitome of Macintosh. Also, I don't like to, I don't like to bite apples. Right. Because... How else do you eat an apple? Apple skin is like razor blades to me. It just like slices my fucking... <laughs> just slices my gums up. Okay, baby mouth. <laughs> so, I slice it with a knife. And at my job, the only knife we have suitable for trying to cut an apple is like a fucking kitchen knife like this long. <laughs> so, I'm always in the... Sorry, that's about a foot long. So, I'm always... Or eight inches long. So, I'm always in the office at work with this giant <laughs> knife slicing my apple. Because you're baby mouth. Oh my God. So yeah, just me stabbing this thing. I didn't even finish it. I got like halfway done. I'm like, this is garbage. I threw it out. Wasted an apple. Um, so here's the story. So you would like to retort. Yeah, here's the story. So I'm visiting uh, a friend. So recently at my job, I've had to move offices. Um, and so someone who I have, they, they've stayed in the old office and I'm in the new office. I come and visit them maybe once a week. Um, and all she went on about for like 15 minutes was Honeycrisp apples <laughs> and how they're like the greatest apple and she gets so excited all the time mm-hmm. and I was like and you were just sitting there fucking dying Jordan got dying. baby mouth his <laughs> stupid love of Bunny Crisp apples I was like great I don't understand I think they're gross and way too sweet and I don't understand don't understand it's all that Macintosh I get texts from people now about Honeycrisps <laughs> send you pictures guy, guy at work was like yo Honeycrisp update I was at the farmer's market and I got nine for nine dollars I was like a dollar apple oh good times I, re- I re-upped because I was at the no frills oh. this morning look at all them all them apples over there also because I know you just love random food talk friends um the, the white boy discovery of fish sauce has really changed my life you don't know about fish sauce I didn't what how that's so uh senior correspondent chris brought me to fish sauce mm. brought me to fish sauce not the other way around like he escorted me to fish sauce um and at first i was Have like fish sauce? i was like what that stuff smells vile it's disgusting now senior correspondent chris has also introduced me to spices because i am a white person and because he's, he's the white scott over here he's, he's, like, he's italian right? is it so, a potato <laughs> it's, it's if not it's not a potato, potato i'm not interested i don't think i'm interested um no gee, that's made knocky that's made with potato right like oh okay we're good then um no but he's been slowly introducing spices into my food <laughs> Um, and sometimes once I complained, it was too spicy. And he said, he was like, Kate, I literally just put pepper in this. <laughs> I was like, oh, too much pepper. So anyways. And I'm baby mouth. <laughs> I'm baby taste buds. Okay. <laughs> the palate of a beluga over there. Just can't. <laughs> nothing, nothing can come in contact with her soft palate. It's true. 
It's true. Uh, oh, good times. Anyway, so he was like this fish sauce. He was like so excited. We just moved in together. Brought brought like spices and fish sauce and some other things. And um, he, I was like, this smells vile. Like I can't mm. believe you were gonna put this in food. And I have not gone back. Like it just there's so much flavor. And f- do you want to hear a fun fact about fish sauce? Tell me a fun fact about fish sauce. Um. The Romans loved it so much that they almost had a shortage of fish sauce. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Fun fact. In the ancient times. Look it up. <laughs> they even had ads for it. Kate's history break. <laughs> In ancient Rome? <laughs> yeah. They had like wall ads for it for fish sauce. Yeah. <laughs> fish sauce. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the user all V's and shit because oh. couldn't make curves. Um. <laughs> no one. <laughs> Oh, okay. All the user fees and fucking oh, <laughs> Latin and shit. Okay. Fish sobs. <laughs> um, we will recall the game that has since fallen by the wayside for two games in favor of two games, the Dragon Ball game and another one I will talk to you about in a moment. Okay. And that was the, uh, the what the what the hell is it even called? Food fantasy? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> the, 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 food, the food gotcha RPG that had actual recipes in it because yeah. there was like some like a cook, cooking mama mini game in it as well. And one of the things in there was a cucumber stir fry. I'm like, is that a thing? And I like looked up a recipe and it's basically like garlic, cucumber, crack a couple eggs in a pan and then like add some soup base, uh, a little sugar probably to counter all the salt that has gone into this thing. Oh, yeah. And fish sauce. Never had fish sauce. A couple tablespoons of fish sauce. Never had fish sauce before. Yeah. Bought it at the no frills. Put it in. Doesn't really soak into the, doesn't really get in the cucumber at all, but Mm -hmm. the eggs just adds like a whole new dimension oh, yeah. to the eggs that I was like not expecting. Yeah. And it's like, and you get, and the whole dish takes like literally three minutes to make. Mm-hmm. So it's like, so all I have to do is cut a cucumber. That's basically it. Yeah. Fry this up. It tastes delicious. It's not garbage for me because it's a cucumber. It's a cucumber. It's a cucumber and a couple eggs. I was like, well, guess what the one thing we're making for the next, <laughs> the next month is. So yeah, get on that fish sauce, y'all. Oh, it's so good. Um, there are some other foods, just thinking about it, that uh, I have been have been brought to me. Mm. Uh, stracciatella. Stracciatella. Yeah. So I was really, really sick. And again, this is the first year Senior Correspondent and I were living together. I was so unbelievably sick. And I hadn't eaten a lot. Mm. And he was worried. So he's like, I was like, look, can I just get some broth? And he's like, oh, I'll make you stracciatella. And I was like, that sounds like some sort of disease. I'd rather not have that. I would rather not have your salmonella. Thank you. <laughs> and he's like, no, 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 it's stracciatella. Um, it's, it's, bro- it's broth, which Italians call brodo. Uh, it's brodo, but it's, it's got egg in it. And I was like, uh, like, n- no, please do not put an egg. Like an egg drop variant in my broth. soup, I guess? Or? No. You put the egg in, you whisk it in the broth, mm. and it's... While it's heated or... Yeah. And it's freaking amazing. Hmm. So it adds like a little bit of protein. Yeah. It's just egg. And it tastes unbelievable because the broth like soaks into the egg. Mm. It is unbelievably delicious. And I've never gone back to regular old fucking broth. Get Take up, your broth out of here. Get up on eggs, y'all. <laughs> Stretchatella. So, like, so versatile. Yeah, Stracciatella. Do do some of that where you're sick this year because everyone's going to have the flu. Because it's been fucking nine degrees or 25 degrees from yeah. one day to the next in the greater Toronto area. Let's just keep on the food for a moment. All right. Because, friends, we're not going to make a thing about it, but it's only relevant as far as, like, 
being the reason why this other thing is happening. You're going to hear this on Tuesday. The following Friday will be my birthday. What? 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 Where no, is my air there's horn? There's no air horn for that. Oh, Jesus. Because birthdays, if there's anything that makes me... <laughs> it's really loud. I don't care. I'm not turning it down because that's just how much of a Jordan moment birthdays give me. Actually, did I send you my default response? No. When people ask me about birthday shit? I don't even know where the hell I found this meme at, but... It should just be the... 10th doctor the, the caption the, the caption is celebrating someone else's birthday versus celebrating mine celebrating someone else's birthday Amazing. is drake giving it up in the club yeah. celebrating my own birthday is a man in a u-haul box <laughs> hiding <laughs> looking sad and hiding hiding from the world that said people have started to be like yeah what getting you at me what do you do for you what do you do for your birthday what are you gonna do for your birthday it's like listen like last year was like the big birthday like i turned 40 i went home i did stuff like, you disappeared I did, I did. you literally ghosted you ghosted everyone <laughs> like, <laughs> you ghosted life jordan you just were like i'm out like smoke bomb <laughs> gone is it jordan's birthday today yeah where is he four hours away <laughs> does not want to see any of you people um but for for some reason, my friend my friend Joyce, uh, who was recently in Hong Kong, yeah, um, sidebar to that. I told I told Kate this story. I will tell the listeners this story. So, I made I make every time my friends travel anywhere, I make jokes about like, yeah, go buy me some records. Please please buy me records. Um, sidebar to the sidebar, I haven't bought a record since the Cratery Record Exchange Ooh. at all. Are you um, saving your pennies? Eh, trying. We'll see. Come birthday weekend, I'm going to be stomping through these streets just being like, woo, <laughs> let's get some imports. So I made that joke to Joyce and she was, and also because I was curious, I don't know anything about like, at this point I knew if I, if I go to Tokyo, I yeah. know where to go. I don't right. know shit about Hong Kong. Does mm-hmm. Hong Kong even have a digging scene? Like, where do you go if you want to dig in Hong Kong? But she was like, you know, give me some, uh, you know, give me some spots. I'll look and give me some shit to look for. And I know from Discogs and like when I'm looking at stuff on Discogs that there are city pop old japanese music still made its way over there right um so i sent her some album covers and i had the one day she was in that area causeway bay i think is the area of hong okay. kong um because she was at the hmv flagship hmvs in asia mm-hmm. are separate like they were owned separately from like the north american ones north american and european ones the, the ones that folded yeah <laughs> a second company owns the name hmv and the branding and actually has like amazing, like going to HMV in China or Japan is like actually decent. And Joyce sends this video. She was sending these videos to people back home. Um, her little like travel log, mostly about food. And she had already told me she couldn't find anything. Right. Like the list I gave her, she was like, no, none of, none of these are here. But she showed this video of like, so I'm in the HMV flagship at Causeway Bay and I can just see, kind of see it in the background. She's like, I was looking for records for a very specific person. Um, I didn't really find anything. And she walks by this bin and it's just like, I'm drooling, Caitlin. I don't even know what any of the stuff is, but she passes by this bin that says Japanese parentheses female. And I'm like, you could grab anything. (laughs) (laughs) Just reach in. And if it's $10 or less, I will love it. Like, I just want to learn shit. Just bring me shit. Um, I just want knowledge. (laughs) So... Who knows? But that's it. Yeah. So Joyce has been really leaning on me to go for breakfast. And at first I was like, fuck it. We can just go to Harry's cash only. Yeah. Harry's Charbroil, get a breakfast burger, cash only. Let's look at the Parkdale crazies. 
And she was like, well, we can do fancy. We can do fancy breakfast. I'm like, what's a... I don't even know what fancy What's breakfast fancy is. Breakfast? Also got to bear in mind that brunch is an institution in Toronto. Oh, yeah. Like international listeners, you think you do brunch? No. Toronto fucking live for brunch. It's really, kind for of, brunch. it's really kind of gross and classist at the same time. But I mean, fucking we'd love to spend $25 on an Eggs Benedict. Like, also, I sometimes just call breakfast breakfast and it's 1230 or 1 o'clock. <laughs> it's just the first meal I've eaten of the day. <laughs> Hey, listen, I'm talking about making cucumber stir fry tonight. We just may make eggs and hash browns for there you go. for dinner. Um, but breakfast is not brunch. Brunch runs on the weekends. Yeah. Breakfast is different. And generally, the offerings aren't as good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found this article on Toronto Life that was like, you know, reasons to love brunch in Toronto right now. And I sent it to Joyce and I was like, you know, I'm going to pick something. Um, and she hits back with like, this restaurant, Toka, looks amazing. Right. Toka on the weekends has a $90 brunch buffet. With like a fucking mountain of seafood and like like <laughs> scramps and oysters and shit and just like madness. That's on the weekend. On the during the week, they have like a thirty five dollar breakfast buffet. Yeah, which I'm sure might be you know they also have a la carte. So I mean, if we go in the in the buffet is Not lame, buffet. we can just get a la carte stuff, which will probably be good because now instead of going to Harry's Charbroiled around the <laughs> corner from the No Frills, we are going to Toka in the Ritz Carlton Hotel. Lovely in Toronto. This is my high tea. This is my high tea moment. Like yeah, you had a couple weeks ago. So I'll report back on that next week, y'all. See how uncomfortable his blue collaredness. Oh is. my god, it's gonna be the worst. I'm already like, can I wear jeans? Like, you gotta wear a collared shirt though. Gotta Jordan. wear. A co- Listen, fancy free. I'm just gonna say we we have no format today, so this is technically an update. But the next batch of Terrace House came out, and I watched a woman. This is really everything. I know people love to complain about, you know, hetero men. Yes. They, they really don't help themselves. No. <laughs> Sometimes when I watch this dude who wants to take a woman out on a date yeah. on Terrace House. By the way, you know, you always talk about every time we do a catch up episode, you're just handing me Avatar again. Yeah. You you got to get this season of Terrace House. Oh, no. You don't have to go back to the old one, but this one opening new doors, you got to get Subasa in your life. Oh, my you just God. have to. Yeah. This girl, Sana, who like gets asked out by this guy, Noah. Saina's like in her 30s and Noah's like 20. Right. Um, Saina, who has been on Terrace House before, mm-hmm. apparently, and it was a big hoop de doo when she showed up because everybody knew who she was because she was on the first Terrace House. Yeah. She said she's there to find her last love. <gasps> she wants her last one, the one she's going to have forever. And That doesn't happen. She, she ends up, no, she ends up getting together with this Noah guy. They're still together as far as I can tell. Oh. Even though the panel was like, didn't she say she wanted her last love? <laughs> Do we think this is her last love? <laughs> um, so this Noah guy asks her out, and she looks like Audrey Hepburn. Just like heels, to the nines. gorgeous cocktail dress, earrings, bracelet, yeah. makeup. Noah fucking rolled out in a white tee, track pants, and stubble on his face. Uh, I am disgusted. Um. So don't do that when you go to the Ritz Carlton. I mean, yeah. Well, like I'm not like the pinnacle of sartorial elegance, like by any means, but. <laughs> You know, my general aesthetic is Wu-Tang Weed Carrier, but at least, like, you know, my shit matches, usually. And if I'm going somewhere nice, I will wear a colored shirt under a sweater. Like, the bare minimum effort. You look they, a little like Carlton from Fresh Prince. That's Yes, that's my other aesthetic. Like, Or, like, you know, I'm actually in the Motown Philly video by Boys to Men. Like, Yeah. And you're doing a lot of the sweater, Sweater vest, yeah. bow ties, ball caps. A lot of singing to the same woman. I look like I should be holding a cane and <laughs> doing backup in a black university step routine. Um, but like, 
men, they demand so little from us. Can I also tell you a story about mm. a sad story about how men don't help themselves? <laughs> Please. I'm sure the listeners would love to hear it. I just have to grab it. Oh, this is in the news. Okay. So, um, I was looking for some news mm-hmm. and I came upon a story and, uh, I think we spoke about this when it first happened, but, um, this lady named Mora Donegan, uh, she was, she is the creator of the shitty media men list. Oh, right. Yes. So this think, came out a while ago, didn't yes, it? Yeah. I think we talked about this, how basically this woman made this list. It was anonymous, but it was out there. And it was like, look, this is just for ladies who want to say, hey, this person I worked with in media was really creepy um, or this thing happened. And on the list, she did, like I said, it was anonymous initially. And she did put, hey take this with a grain of salt. These are rumors and hearsay. And then fucking BuzzFeed or somebody like plastered it all over the internet for yeah. and everyone to see. Because she was getting a lot of pressure from a lot of media, they kept on saying they were going to like spill it who it was. She came out ahead of it and said, look, I released this list. Mm. Now she's being sued by alleged shitty man, Stephen Elliott, who I don't even know who this guy is. Name sounds familiar. Um, but he is suing her for $1.5 million due to libel and emotional distress. Um, and he said that his life has been he, – he published an article on Quillette where he strongly denies any wrong- wrongdoing. And it's called How an Anonymous Allegation Derailed My Life. However, a former coworker, Liz Lenz, quickly responded – and was basically like, hey, remember that time you sexually harassed me for a long time when we were working together? Yeah, that. Did this come out the same time as the Gromeshi piece that it might there, were a cu- there were a couple? The narrative was switching again to like, hey, has enough time passed for all the like awful men to return to the things that like they were doing successfully was, yeah. before? And it was like, oh, just to say his name, Gomeshi was going to get this like... New York Review of Books, cover essay, uh, Life from a Hashtag or something like that. Yeah. It was basically going to talk about how hard life has been for him. Um, and that was really disappointing because the editor of the New York Review of Books was a guy named Ian Baruma, who actually I've read his nonfiction and I like. And then he gave right. this like completely tone deaf interview with Slate that was just like, basically like it's as a publication, we're looking to spark discussion and have both sides and basically like the legality of what he did or didn't do. Right. It doesn't basically doesn't concern me <laughs> like much. And that like, you know, all oh, the staff was all was all on board with this, blah, blah, blah. And then the staff all came out and was and like, like no, no, we weren't. No, we were not. And Bruma went bye bye. And I feel like there was another one mentioned in connection to um, to the like, shit. like there were two. It was like, hey, look at all this shit happening. Louis C.K. dropped in at the comedy cellar. Yeah. Aziz has been testing new material. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Aziz, who is now, it seems according to reports, has gone, man, wokeness ain't great. Uh, yeah. To the Gameshi piece. And then also they mentioned another piece from a guy who had been accused about some shit and mm-hmm. was like, it was in the Atlantic or something like that. I don't remember. Yeah. But this and might be that piece. Could have been. Um, but there's a ton of men who are on this list. And again, this list originally was anonymous. Originally was just like a, it was literally just a lifeline for women mm. and just being like, hey, just be warned. Like, these are the guys who are out there. These are the stories we've heard. And really, that's all we can count on as women is like other people warning us because we're not protected. 
They never fire the people they're supposed to or reprimand them. They always get away with it. So really we have to have other people approach us and be like, hey, just so you know, this, this, and this Mm. happened. Or I know someone who's been through this with this person. So, uh, so this man is suing her. He's been irreparably damaged. He wants a million dollars. He wants a million dollars. So someone has started for Moira, or I should say Donegan, um, a GoFundMe, which has uh, raised already, uh, I think, almost Mm -hmm. um, $90,000 for her defense. So they have a goal of like 500000 because that's how much it's probably going to cost. see the case through, yeah. Yeah. Um, so if you would like to donate to that, that'd be great. <laughs> Being a shitty guy on that list and then speak out against it for sure. Um, but don't like the, then go sue someone who didn't want ha- like their name on this at all. Um, it doesn't look good. It looks pretty poor. I mean, it's the conversation nobody really wants to have and this is getting very heavy for... <laughs> For a hodgepodge episode? Not really. It's hodgepodge. But I was having a discussion with somebody at work. And it's nothing I haven't said on the show before. We're like, you know, rape culture hurts everybody. Absolutely. Men too. Mm -hmm. Because you look at, speaking of Aziz, his scenario. Yeah. Or, I mean, I don't know for a fact, but there are probably people in my life who look back on exchanges they've had with me and maybe didn't feel great about stuff that happened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe I was a little too assertive and they just eventually went... Okay, well, you know, whatever. This is fine. I'm not really into it. Because as dudes, we're taught that that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah. And that fucks up us, us up, too. Absolutely. And because it fucked us up, too, doesn't mean we didn't hurt people in the process. No. That's the thing. Dudes, I know you're fucked up. I'm fucked up about it, too, when you start thinking back about all your exchanges mm-hmm. with women. And you on a date, you come back home, and I, I'm generally usually, like, so awkward that the second I do think she's not, like, 100% into it. I'm just like, yeah, cool. Let's just watch a movie. Like, <laughs> but there are, there are probably, you know, I, I, I lived a life. There are probably encounters I've had with women that were not great. And, and you were a teenager in the nineties. And yep. And like I said, I was saying that like I first started, <laughs> it's terrible. I first started having what would be considered success right. with women. Cause Lord knows I didn't for most of my life mm-hmm. around the time that, I wonder what he thinks. I'd love to see an interview with him. That Neil Strauss book came out. Right. You know the one. All, yeah. about, all about pickup artistry. Yep. And things like that. Nagging. How to trick women. Yep. <laughs> and uh, doing stuff with you. Using psychology as a weapon. Did I ever do any of that stuff? You're not going to say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did. Did it work? Not really. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it kind of did, though. That's bad. There's de- there's definitely the kiss clothesline, which I just, listen, I was never like about negging or like, oh, your hair would look better on someone else or that type of bullshit. Yeah. But there was definitely a line in there. I remember that I used for a long time. That was like, if you just didn't know if you should be asking for like, basically ask a woman if she wants to kiss you. Right. Because it takes the, <laughs> it takes the onus off you. Yeah. And if she says yes, awesome. If she says no, you say, well, I didn't say you could. Just wow. look like you had something on your mind. Wow. Protected you. It's still skeevy and sketchy, but it honestly worked a lot. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Monstrous. That's neither here nor there. But like, that's what we were being inundated with. Yeah. You know, fucking that mystery shit bag had his own show on VH1. Like, it's it. it, That's what we were being told how to be. I always like to do this. Let's talk about. um, Oh God, what's the guy who has the late night? One of the ones. Keep on going. Colbert Fallon. No. The other Jimmy. 
Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel had the Man Show. Yeah. And that show was terrible. Yeah. And think about that evolution, right? Yeah. People are, and I always tell this, Jordan, people are allowed to change. <laughs> no matter what they were, they're allowed to change. However, like Jordan just said, just because you you have legitimately changed does not mean you have not hurt people. And that comes in different ways for my own self, right? I've not always been the best friend. I've been terrible sometimes, not on purpose, mm. but just because of not being mature enough or being selfish for whatever reason or or depressed and, again, not being able to help certain things, but still hurting people who I loved. Um, people are allowed to change, but when behavior keeps on happening, people call you out on it, you don't do anything about it, that's where the problem is. I think that's what was so frustrating and just painful for a lot of people about the Kavanaugh thing yeah. was like – He's changed, you know, he, this is not the person he is, blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. Okay, cool. He coaches women's basketball. He's a father of daughters. Great. His life will go on if he doesn't get to be on the Supreme Court. He's still going to be mad fucking rich yeah. and live a successful life. It doesn't necessarily mean he gets to be on the Supreme Court. Yeah. It's not a right. John Gameshi could do a million things yeah. out of the public eye Yeah, and be successful. But no, these dudes feel they need to be like always get to do the thing that they were doing in the first place Mm -hmm. like louis ck maybe it's time maybe you can still work in the industry but maybe it's time to like quietly try and do like you know punching up scripts and like yeah maybe you're writing jobs maybe performing publicly maybe you don't get to do that anymore maybe that's the repercussion yeah for your shitty behavior that's you're still gonna live a fine life repercussions that is the thing and that's why that list exists right Mm. um is the it's the list of like these men have not faced any repercussions, so therefore it's probably likely that they have not changed for your own safety, emotional, physical, mental. Here's a warning. That's all that is. Stephen Elliott will have a fine life, and really, and the person probably should, continue to get work. The people who should be shooting, uh, shooting, the people <laughs> he should be suing are really the media outlets that release the story. Yeah, probably. They she she, she never intended it to get out. Nope. They're the ones who were irresponsible the with the information. The library was being spread by fucking BuzzFeed and Gawker and all yeah. those places. So, get yeah. at them. Well, that's your... Just head. get a billionaire on your side to bring down a news industry <laughs> or a, new, like an, a news outlet. Peter Thiel's got nothing to do. I'm sure he can get at him. Yeah. He hates all those guys. Oh, my God. Is that, are we, are, oh, God. Kate, we're going to get sued now. <laughs> Yeah, for our zero, to, to quote, zero dollars. To quote the great Rocky Rocky Four or Rocky Five, whatever it was, sue me for what? Um, well, I guess we should talk about some nerdy shit. Yeah, that's what, that's the people what are we here do, for. right? From the We Can't Have Nice Things file, mm-hmm. after Caitlin's passionate endorsement of the second season of Iron Fist, so and just all the writing about how, how it course corrected so, so effectively yeah. between season one and season two, Netflix was like, meh, canceled. Canceled. The first Marvel show to get the axe. Yep. Welp. <laughs> Some people are saying, you know, Marvel may just put it somewhere else. The Disney streaming thing might get it at some point um the best article i read was something about uh maybe they could do something good and make uh the daughters of of the dragon yeah and maybe who knows maybe netflix you should do that yeah just fucking retool it that's and, and maybe that's what want. it'll be maybe they'll just retool it into like a fucking daughters of the dragon show hey there's danny showing up on a subplot type of thing like, yeah also i kind of li- i like this idea of danny going off with his brother and like getting magic chi guns 
Like, it's silly. It's great. He fought a dragon. Like, let him have magic guns. Um, but really, what we want, we, we just want Daughters of the Dragons. Of the Dragon. That's all we want. Daughters of the Dragon. Let Colleen and Misty be great. <sighs> Hashtag Lady Greatness. Um, did you see any of the Favreau Star Wars news that came out? I saw a blip of it. And I know, yeah, I've seen a blip. So, John Favreau helming a uh, show running a prestige Star Wars show dun, 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 dun. for the here, currently still unnamed, unknown how it's going to function yep. uh, Disney streaming service. We now know it will be called The Mandalorian. Yes. Will take place after the stories of Django and Boba Fett. Kate, what's a Mandalorian? Uh, a Mandalorian is a, um, they're a warrior, I guess you call them race, from the planet of Mandalore. Um, they have a culture of, um, like, of battle. They are specifically, many of them, uh, made to be able to fight against Jedi. Um, so they have a number of like really familiar traits. They all have helmets that are very important to them. Um, they have jetpacks. Um, they have a lot of weapons that can like counter force. Um, sorry, uh, any type of like laser sword. Uh, you're like, like lightsaber, and you're like signature helmets, jetpacks. Yeah. That sounds familiar. That sounds like two of the most overrated characters in the entire franchise. That being Boba and Jango Fett. Boba Boba Fett was amazing. Um, he did nothing. <laughs> he showed up for two seconds. And was amazing the whole time. He had a jetpack and a cool helmet. That's all people and remember. Sabine. Sabine um, is probably uh, now one of the more known Mandalorians. Um, what's really interesting about uh, Sabine in She Featured in Rebels was that you got to see a little bit about Mandalore. Um, her mother was so fucking badass, I can't even take it. And her dad was like an artist. So it was, it's kind of really interesting. Um, but yes. Uh, not to press the issue, but according to this article on The Ringer, uh, Boba and Jango were not Mandalorians. What? Well, oh. Well, they wore Mandalorian armor. What? But he wasn't from the planet Mandalore. What? And Boba was a clone of Jango, so. What are you talking about? I don't know. This is just what I'm reading on this article on The Ringer. Oh, maybe that's true. But usually it's a really frowned upon for a non-Mandalorian to wear Mandalorian well, armor. Look out. We got a badass over here. Oh my gosh. The reason I bring all this up is because we are learning more details, including something that follows up on something where I... When, Long-time listeners will recall when I first brought this to Caitlin, and it was like, John Favreau is going to do this. And Caitlin was like, like eh. uh, We have the list of directors yes. for this. Yes. Also, Caitlin has seen this already. She's familiar. Doing the first episode, which I thought this would probably make her lose her mind, because it's, it's deep cut. There are bigger names on this list, but this is the name that came probably like, woo! Dave Filoni. Woo! Who's Dave Filoni? He is basically the... I'm, uh, what do I call him? Um, he is uh, done he was the all the work runner. for the showrunner. Yeah, for Clone Wars, uh, Reb did tons of work on Rebels, um, and the new one coming out. He's he introduced Ahsoka Tano, um, who is probably one of the best new characters in Star Wars, and um, re- made sure she reappeared in Rebels, which was fantastic. He's an animation guy. Yeah, he's an animation guy, but he he does like a lot of work on basically with George Lucas on the story of Star Wars. So that caught a lot of people's attention. Uh, Deborah Chow. Whose resume includes Jessica Jones, uh, Mr. Robot, and Better Call Saul. We also have Bryce Dallas Howard directing an episode. Which was really interesting, I thought. Um, don't know how much directing she's done. Most people know her from 
acting. And her father being... And her father being Ron Howard, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if she picked up anything along the way, she probably picked up something from him. Uh, Rick Famuyiwa, uh, who I am delighted by because he did the 2015 indie film Dope, which I watched. That's very Not good. very... Not that too long ago for the first time, and it was very good. Um, and... The name most people are going to care about when they see this, Taika Waititi. Yeah, which is amazing. Director of Thor Ragnarok, what we what we do in the show, what we see in the shadows. What was the vampire movie? Um, it was. Oh, I think it's what we do in the what shadows. we do in the shadows, um, and also like the he's technically like the third flight of the Concords. He directed a lot of that yeah. stuff. Worked on that show a lot, um, and yeah, Thor Ragnarok really is what made his name on the blockbuster scene and yes he's directing an episode of this as well presumably favreau will direct at least one or two of these himself but yeah that's a pretty good murderer's row of of great directors. of staff so yeah. that could be interesting another bit of star wars news that came out this week uh was that chuck wendig <laughs> chuck <laughs> poor Jesus. chuck uh writer of novelist writer of the official sort of bridge some of the bridge novels mm-hmm. Around based around the um, Force Awakens universe, this current trilogy. Sorry, I'm still reeling from finding out that they're not Mandalorian. <laughs> I like have to go deep dive into Wikipedia and like, <laughs> when was this brought up? Like, sorry. Listen, that's just, that's just what I know. That's just what the article said. Could be wrong. Take it with a grain of salt. Uh, yeah, Chuck Wendig writes these novels. He also works on Marvel's uh, Star Wars comics as well, mm-hmm. and also noted for um, not really. Having time for trolls, trolls and stupidity, and is very left wing. Very like if you don't, if you're writing non inclusively, you have made a choice. Mm. If you're using old, um, outdated modes of storytelling, you're being lazy. It is a choice you were making. It's not like oh, it's too hard. He's like, good writing should be hard. Um, so that's like his stance. And they were like, Marvel was like. See you later. Uh, no, it wasn't just from that. I, the, the version oh. I read was that it was because he did not maintain civility in his yes. on quote did not maintain civility in his online persona because yes. he will not just agree to disagree with these people. He will be like, "You're, you're a fuckface and you're wrong." <laughs> yeah, and and he curses too much. And apparently, he hasn't. But Star Wars, Lucasfilm is still very supportive of him. But Marvel mm-hmm. was kind of like, mm, "We don't want this because Marvel loved to fuck up when." Meanwhile, that dude who faked being a Japanese guy for most of his writing career is, is still fine. is still the editor in chief. But it's oh, weird Sapolsky. when people get to pick and choose like what they're like. We want to be apolitical. You can't be apolitical. Nothing, Not in this timeline. Political anymore. I wish being, it was, but it isn't. Being apolitical is political. <laughs> now, welcome to the new world. It's on fire. Anyways. What else do you have on your very lengthy notepad? I have all kinds of things. I'm going to so, check some things it's off. It's so long. It's like a, looks like a CVS receipt. Um, okay. So we talked about Daughters of the Dragon. Yes. Um, I got a new phone also. I think everyone <laughs> should know this. And it's taking some time to get used to because I'm old. Uh, you, you want to know how Jordan knew Caitlin got a new phone? <laughs> when he got the security alerts for everything related to Geek Down saying like new login attempts <laughs> were tried. Wanted. Yeah. It's like, oh, Caitlin got a new device. Um... So I want to talk about, I want to talk about how, um, uh, what are they called? Not industries, you know, things that are, 
they have merchandise and they're a thing and like Marvel franchises. franchises. How franchises <laughs> decide what merchandise they're going to put out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to give you a uh, like a good version and a bad version. Actually, two bad versions. But we'll talk about the good version first. So the good version is the Agent Carter collection at Besame Cosmetics. Uh oh. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're into that kind of thing, uh, Besame Cosmetics has a 1946 red velvet, which is the official Agent Carter lipstick. Mm-hmm. Agent Carter, you'll never die in our hearts or our minds. Um, and that's how you do it well. You take a thing that ladies love that is superhero-y, and you mix it with something else that certain ladies also love, assume like lipstick. So we're going to counter this with the <laughs> Captain Marvel thigh-high garter set. <laughs> Did not see that. No, it's, it's, oh, not, oh, a th- okay. it's not a thing. It could be. It could have been. No, I am going to talk about Captain Marvel and that this is the middle ground. Oh, okay. So Captain Marvel, there is no merch. Captain mm. Marvel merch. I cannot find a fucking t-shirt <laughs> with Captain Marvel on it or the one I want. It's a lot of Miss Marvel. There is like bits and pieces, but where the fuck is the Captain Marvel merch? I know there's going to be a ton after the movie comes out, but where's my lunchbox? Where's my, like, <laughs> my boxer shorts? Where is the jewelry or the earrings or where's, the costumes? Where's my lunchbox? Yeah. <laughs> where's my lunchbox? Look forward to that drop. Um, where is this stuff? I don't understand. Why are they... What Do they think that women don't buy stuff? Because I can tell you they do. Which brings me to my third thing. And please, if you are in the, if you are listening to this and you're like, oh, no, 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 you're wrong. Because I've already written them a letter. Funko Pop. Okay? Mm-hmm. Funko Pop has, like, pops of everything, right? They got, right? You can agree to that. Yeah. Pretty much everything. Anything that you can think of. Do you know what Funko Pop does not have? You own a Captain Marvel Funko Pop, don't you? I know. It's not about Captain Marvel. It's about Captain motherfucking Janeway. They do not have a Captain Janeway Funko Pop. Now, I've written to them and said, look, (laughs) I was like, look, (laughs) I have either made a grievous error and cannot find it somehow because I'm a moron, or you've made a grievous error and you have not made a Captain (laughs) Janeway Funko Pop. Either way, I cannot complete my set of three Captain Funko Pops. Which is Captain Hera, Captain Marvel, and Captain Janeway. Who the fuck is Captain Hera? Uh, she's from Rebels. Okay. She's the captain. Um, which is great because they're actually not really captains. They are now Major Danvers, well, they're Major Danvers, uh, General Hera, and Admiral Janeway. Mm-hmm. But I cannot have my three captains on my desk, which would bring me much joy at work, if you fuck this up, Funko Pop. So I basically written this angry letter, basically the only angry letter I've ever written. I do not know how someone has not written a story about this yet because this is this is unbelievable how how have they have like they have like uh stupid funko pops of of characters from the big bang theory dressed as characters from star trek (laughs) original star trek Mm. and they don't have a janeway funko pop you should be ashamed do they have any voyager funko pop no they don't it's just stupid how can you have – they literally have everything else you could think of. And they they have like original Star Trek and they've got uh, TNG, which they don't have a Bever- Beverly Crusher though, which I'm just like, ooh, like who – hire me. Hire me. I will tell you all the Funko Pops that are necessary. 
Um, anyways, that's my that's that's one of the things on my list. Can you? I guess no, because it would involve copyrighted material, right? Don't they? Don't they allow bespoke custom fun Funko Pop? I don't want a fucking custom. Jesus Christ, Funko Pop! I want someone's weird <laughs> brush lines on my Funko Pop. I want a genuine Funko Pop. Shots I want a box. I want to have it for when I move my Funko Pops. They mean a lot to me. You have any idea how many amazing conversations I've had because of my Captain Marvel Funko Pop? No. I get to tell people the history of Captain Marvel so often. They do not want to hear it. It's great. It brings me so much delight. Anyways, so that's that story. I'll take that off my notebook. Um, I also watched some terrible movies this weekend. Ooh, I love terrible movies. Yeah. Uh, so 18-year-old and I, uh, we watched Goosebumps oh, on God. Netflix. Oh, God. Jack Black, what are you doing? Good Lord. Um, Checks a check. uh, Checks a check. Speaking of which, so besides Goosebumps, (laughs) uh, we went to go see House with the Clock in its Walls. What the fuck is that? Um, It was a kid's book. I never ended up reading it, but I saw the trailer. Also has Jack Black in it, who's looking very much like Orson Welles. Everyone agrees. (laughs) Like, check it out. It's actually, he should play Orson Welles in something. Um, And it was great, except for why with every Jack Black movie does there have to be poop jokes? And, like, weird, like, unsavory jokes and, like, really crass humor. Is it in his contract? Is it like, yes, I'll be in your movie, but there has to be at least three poop jokes? 15% more poop jokes. Yeah. Um, I don't understand. Otherwise, it was a great movie. And I like in my head to try and fit it into the Harry Potter universe. It doesn't quite, but it was pretty good. It was good. Speaking of stuff for kids. Yeah. Caitlin, you are burying the lead right now. We've gone about an hour into this episode. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was going to... I'm So the problem is, is I'm worried I'm going to cry when I talk about it. Oh, my God. I might not. I got. I did a lot of crying yesterday. So, friends, you will recall Caitlin mentioned either on our last episode or the one before that Caitlin was going to a music festival. Yeah. Very, yeah, I did. Very un-Caitlin-like thing to do. Uh-huh. For a specific reason. That reason being she was going to see children's performer... Fred Fred Penner. Fred motherfucking Penner. Canadian children's performer... Most Juno of us, most of us winning. know from okay, <laughs> Juno Award winning Christ. <laughs> most of us know him from Fred Penner's place, where he drag his ass out of a log, through a log to a magic place that was just his, and you could come along because you're friends. It was like one little stoop. Um, he plays some songs. Doesn't have the hits that Raffy had. Doesn't have the hits that Sharon Lois and Bram had. You know what? I. W- this forget apples <laughs> okay this might be the end of our friendship canadian children's entertainer divide so on my probably because i listen to fred penner quite often but i have to do it in secret because i don't have children so it's kind of creepy um he makes me happy okay i didn't have the hey, like we'll get to things that make me happy in a minute it's just okay. as bad so go ahead all right so um because of this and because google's watching everything you do on YouTube or on came up on Facebook because I am on Facebook because I'm an old person. Um, was this ad for this festival called the Cicada Festival? Oh my God, I didn't even know targeted advertising is what gave it to you. Yeah, <laughs> oh my this, God, or the Cicada. Sorry, people say it. it was Cicada Festival, which was taking place in St. Catharines, and it was a folk festival. And I actually have been wanting to go to a folk festival for a really long time because I have this secret love of folk music. Not so secret anymore. Surprise! I'm a closeted folky. Nerd! Um, yeah. Uh, but it 
was like, this is the lineup. And a couple of bands I knew, um, and then there was Fred Penner. And I nearly had a heart attack. <gasps> and I basically I hummed and hawed for a little bit, and then I just... I just decided to do it. Just I fucking just took do it. Just do it. And then I dragged senior correspondent, an 18-year-old with me, <laughs> against their wills. It was so cold, but it was beautiful. It was absolutely stunning. It was, called, it was on he- some place called Henley Island, which is basically you, you pass a bridge and you go to the fairy realm. It's like bridge to Terabithia <laughs> over there. Um, <laughs> and everything is like beautiful and sunlit and people are rowing for some reason. They, they have a row club. Um, and there's like lakes and unbelievable uh there are hay bales there are strung up lights it's basically as senior correspondent said the whitest thing he'd ever been to (laughs) um and it was it's like i made some joke about how this was the font of which the hipsters had emerged it was just like so primordial hipster ooze yeah and chris um accidentally was wearing plaid and like work boots and he's like i've never felt like i fit in more accidentally <laughs> it was it was he those are most of his shirts and mama <laughs> likes to buy a lot of plaid shirts and he also he works now like he goes and does uh installs at people's houses right so like that's the workman's outfit so he legit was just wearing workman stuff and he's like i feel like i fit in finally um and then i made him wear one of my pashminas and like the look was set um but Fred Penner was there. Uh, I cried basically the entire set. What's like the jam though? What's like the cat like- came back? <laughs> what are you talking? Okay, so I was doing okay. He had done a couple of like new songs for the new album, which yeah. I did buy. No, you got to paint a bigger picture here. Okay, All right. are you in a crowd with parents and toddlers? Yeah, and, and you? No, no. I need to make this clear. So before. Uh, I found out a couple days before we went to the festival that Fred Penner was going to be doing a signing, a meet and greet. Oh my god! And I was oh at work, god. and oh I my like god. the person at work who like who sits right beside me. She was very supportive, <laughs> even on Facebook. She's been very supportive, <laughs> and she was just like, "She's like, you're gonna go, right? Of course." I was like, "Of course, I'm gonna go," and she's just very happy for me. Just delighted for me, uh, and not sarcastically either, Jordan. Caitlin, I'm sure <laughs> you could find Fred Penner's home address in the white pages. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not a weird, creepy person. You'd probably be delighted. You'd make you cider. <laughs> anyway, so it's from Winnipeg. Um, <laughs> everyone from Winnipeg's nice. Um, so I was at the stall because I want. I didn't have anything for him to sign, right? Mm. So I was at the stall, and his new album was there, and I was like, okay, this is great. I'm gonna get this and there was a girl uh i was waiting until she passed and she was she could not figure out what she wanted to buy she was like i know the shirts are great but like oh there's like this cd oh the christmas cd i remember when i was a kid and i looked at her and i went are you just here to see fred penner too and she looked at me and she was like yes everybody thinks i'm crazy i was like everyone thinks i'm crazy and we like high-fived and had a moment and she's like i'm so excited i was like i'm so excited are you facebook friends uh no because that would have been weird um and so she's like, I, we talked for a little bit and then I wished her like best of luck and have a great show. And so I was, all the kids and parents were at the front. I was like the first row back from that. And she was like way close to the stage. And I was like, this is amazing. Um, so there were toddlers. Did she take her top off? <laughs> no, it's Fred Penner. Is Fred Penner of groupies? No, what is wrong with you? The groupies are like four-year-olds who love Fred Penner because he looks like Santa and, and a grandpa all rolled into one. So I had a great time. Uh, 
he sang Puff the Magic Dragon, which I, there were just like just violent just, sobs. Just body dance. There's like violent sobs um, from Puff the Magic Dragon. Have you ever listened to that song, Jordan? Have you ever listened Have to Puff the Magic Dragon? Have I ever heard Puff the Magic Dragon? Yes, I've heard Puff the Magic Dragon. Don't you know how sad that song is? Apparently not. Oh my god, it is It is probably the, I don't know why that song exists. Like, kids are like, ah, Puff the Magic Dragon. Parents are all sobbing about like, you know, the poor boy who's forgotten Puff and Puff's all sad now and he retreats into his cave never to be seen again. Like, and it's the fall and the leaves are falling and there's pumpkins and hay bales and I'm just losing it. And then he did The Cat Came Back. Time slipping away from us. Exactly. And then he did The Cat Came Back, which was great, but I also cried. And then I met him. And I, she met him, y'all. I met him. She met him, and it was amazing, and it was so warm and nice. And I couldn't talk to him because I was trying not to sob. And like right near the end, I was like, "Okay, thank you." And then I went and I cried. I think he was wondering like what was wrong with me. Oh, he definitely was wondering <laughs> what was wrong with you. Yeah. So I did. I wanted to be really excited and just be like. You're like one of my childhood heroes and you made my childhood so much fun and all this stuff. But I couldn't because I was going to violently sob uncontrollably on Fred Penner's shoulder. So I did not do that. But I got my CD signed. It was all good. And then uh, Said the Whale was great. Is that another Fred Penner song? Or is that a no, it's a group. Um, all the groups <laughs> sailed like Fred Penner songs. Look at me with disdain. <laughs> That's um, a, a game we should play. Fred Penner song or, or other act at the Cicada Festival. Um, but all the other acts were actually fantastic. They were really, really good. Um, there was even a um, Tragically Hip cover band that was really good. What was on display more, banjos or mandolins? Neither. You, shut up. There yes, were, there were, no, there were no banjos and no mandolins. A lot of guitars. Fiddles. I, d- I didn't see a fiddle, but it doesn't mean that there wasn't one there. <laughs> oh, there was a fiddle. Um, there was a lot of electric and acoustic guitars. Um, a lot of pashminas. <laughs> um, and I and like I said, a lot of like hipstery uh, beads and jewelry and <laughs> stands. It was though it was tons of fun. Beeswax candles. Yeah. I've never felt more white in my entire life. Stone stone oven pizzas. Yeah. Well, it did look like a beautiful day. It was a great day. It was very, very cold, but it was fantastic. I've had, I had so much fun. I totally go next year. Um, hopefully, if I pan I'll be back. <laughs> and this time, I won't cry uncontrollably. Like I said, you can look him up in the white pages, see him whenever you want. Yeah, except I'm not a weirdo. I'm just weird. <laughs> There's a difference. Um, well, speaking of weird... We could talk about some weirdness, Kate. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> so, quit, quit. Jordan weirdness is not as wholesome as Caitlin weirdness. It's very wholesome. You just think it's weird wholesome. Mm. Um, so it's it's basically going to be gaming update for the next uh, for the next little bit. On the television side of things, yeah, still watching Good Place. It's dope. Still watching Superstore. It's less dope, but I still watch it. Right. Um, like Which I said, it's so weird because I stopped watching it ages ago, and you're yeah, still on that train. Still, still watching Superstore. Um. Terrace House back, all all that matters. Um, sidebar to Terrace House, because Netflix knows me now. There's definitely like it clearly aired on PBS in Japan, like a what? documentary series about just like it's called like Japan Style Originator or something. What? It's basically like an episodes range from like forty minutes to ninety minutes, and it's like 
really like about culture in Japan. I watched it because oh. speaking Joyce, who I eat out with frequently, um, was making fun of my chopstick uh, etiquette, etiquette and technique right, type of technique, thing, mostly. Yeah. Um, and but I figured out the thing, and then I saw an episode of this thing that was like you know, basically just about chopsticks and how to hold them, and like. <laughs> Featured the vice president of the you know National Chopstick Association because that's what the thing Japan has. Um, yeah, obviously. And basically, part of it is like the grip is like you want the one in like your middle and like you want one stay stationary and that's mm-hmm. kind of like wedged in your thumb. Yeah. And then the other one gets pinched and rested on your top two fingers and it's like you want to paint with them. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing: I don't have like independent. Eh, oh yeah. Like my yeah. tendons are like. Tight, so I don't have like independent finger movement. Know what this is? What is that? This is how I can't do. I I, people. I don't. I don't think this is insulting, but it's basically what's referred to as like the Asian crouch, Hmm. which is where you balance. Oh, sit on your uh, sit on your heels. Sit on your heels. I cannot do that. Yeah, it's agony. My (laughs) heels will not touch the ground. Like I physically can't do Hmm. it. And I want to. Like, this is like a life goal with touching my toes. Um, touching my toes, sitting on my heels, and using chopsticks. But, yeah, I can't do that either at all. Because I try, yeah, I tried to do the, the paint motion thing. I had a spare pair. This is, yeah. this is me on a Sunday afternoon watching this show with a pair of chopsticks. Not eating, but just like going, okay, like that. Um, and how to order in which to eat. And, like, is it rude to do this? Is it not rude to do that type of thing? Uh, and then I watched another episode all about the Tsukiji Fish Market, which is this giant fish market they have Ooh. in Japan, and that has its own like barber shop and like restaurants and an area open to the public, and then another area where like the it's crazy madhouse auctioneering type thing. And then that episode ended about a guy who made traditional Japanese sandals, and I just watched this guy woodwork for like um, fifteen minutes. So I think we should just figure out or if you're out there very wealthy person who wants to send jordan to um asia we should just figure out a way for you to live there for years and make mini documentaries about a white guy trying to do things <laughs> in japan watch or the, or in anywhere hong kong and watch the fat man try to use chopsticks in south korea and yeah um so staying with japan for a moment in gaming as i said before i'm working on a thing not as hard as I should be because I have other things to work on, but I've had to reacquaint myself with a certain type of game. Okay. The rhythm game. Right. Rhythm games, if you don't know, the games that like Guitar Hero, Rock Band. What's the drum one? Tycho Drum Master. I think so. I think um, just got a Switch re-release. A guy I work with is very excited about it. Hmm. It's got Cruel, Angel, Cruel Angel's thesis on. <laughs> I was like, that's a system seller right there. Um. Basically, you know, dots of some sort will come down. You tap or strum or do something in time with the music mm-hmm. for, you know, perfect score. And I was like, if I'm writing about a rhythm game, I should reacquaint myself with rhythm games because I haven't played one in a long time. So I hopped on my iPad and downloaded uh, the whatever Konami offerings were available. And they had two. One that basically just looked like NPC drum pads that you, like, tapped in time. And then another one that, like, I don't know what was happening. <laughs> Like most rhythm games, look like you're having a stroke. Can like, that's just. Can I play the one from um, Steven Universe where it's just meat? <laughs> it's the meat drum game that that Garnet plays. I want that one. Um, and I was thinking to myself, <laughs> I'm unplug so the audio doesn't go into a go into the board. I was thinking to myself, wasn't there one based on 
some anime about girls wanting to be idols. Oh, no. Wasn't it called Love Live? Oh, no. And I looked it up, and it was. It was called Love Live School. <laughs> there we go. It was called Love Live School Idol Festival. It has the slot machine. I'm mach- sorry. Did you say Love Live School Idol Festival? Yes, or School Idol Project. I don't remember. Right. Oh, it's festival. Oh, it's festival. Just turn that down. It has the slot machine uh, gotcha element oh that God. I always find so addictive. You're consistently pulling cards for your... And it's basically like you build your team and then they form a like a half a circle. Right. And then, you know, little notes come out. This is... Why is she a pirate? Because uh, that's the costume also, I got Also, why does she not have anything on her midriff? Pirates. She's a saucy wench. <laughs> she's also 14. She's probably... <laughs> or 15. She's still not allowed to be a saucy wench. Um, <laughs> just keep saying shit. I cannot stop playing this game, game. <laughs> I Yeah, no. That's why I was saying, oh, no. It means you did not get anything done this week. Nope. Because... So, basically... Oh, look how many tabs there are. How could you get anything done this week? There's so many tabs. The basic thing is... Stop talking, Honoka. So this was based on an actual show. I don't know what the... It was probably a whole, like, multimedia thing. It all came out yep. at once. Manga, anime, rhythm game, all that shit. Um, and it was basically... The story was... I remember trying... I remember the second season of this show came out around the time I was getting back into anime. It was called love life sunshine. Okay. And I heard a lot about it and people were going fucking nuts for the show. And so I, I like just randomly looked up love live one day, tried to watch it, got about 15 minutes into an episode and went, garbage. <laughs> um, is it as good as the butts and boobs? Uh, nothing is better than the butts and boobs <laughs> <laughs> anime. Oh, butts and boobs. That, that is the pristine garbage. I know that. <laughs> I know that show slash manga basically like failed completely and like bankrupted a studio and like the guy got fired. <laughs> guy got fired from yeah because it is from ridiculous. the manga. Okay, but there's there's been more ridiculous shit out there that did not fail so spectacularly. I don't know why this did. This was pretty like this was gourmet. Keijo was gourmet trash. This is just nothing. This is just about a group of. This is just basically character design. The show like. Right. It's just, the plot is, our school is closing. We don't want our school to close. Let's form an idol group to bring, publicize the school. You know, they got mascots for everything. They got idol groups for everything. Right. I t- remember I've talked about uh, Negiko before. Yep. They they were the idol group for, I don't even know, the Radish Town, whatever fucking, whatever fucking Nagano, whatever fucking city they were. Um, so that's it. It's them trying to form a idol group called Muse. But it's spelt with like the micro, you know, the symbol for a micrometer, like the U with a long tab in the front. Oh, like like U torrent. Like it looked like that. Oh yeah, Th- that's pronounced Muse. Oh okay. Um, and their quest to get to the Love Live tournament, which is basically just like a competition for school idol groups. Right. And as with these things, there are actual songs, and the you know they doll up the voice cast and send them out to go perform these songs like they're voice actors but you have them fucking playing idol and this, oh my god it was fucking huge i show kate would clip when i got here their last show they closed down the fucking tokyo dome when they retired like everyone had glow sticks 
<laughs> no, there were women. I did see. Sh- I did see. I have seen shots of of muse audiences. There are women. I didn't say men. I just said everyone. Oh, had I glow was. Sticks. I was the first performance oh. of no brand girls. I, I saw. I was like, you will not hear a female voice in that crowd. <laughs> um, I do think the songs are kind of catchy, though. And here's the th- here's the thing about rhythm games, though, that I've learned. And I don't know if this will this phrase will actually go into into the book or not. But like, there are two modes of playing a rhythm game. Okay. There's no in between, at least not for me. Mm-hmm. You are either mashing the screen like you are a newly born fawn, <laughs> or you can see the matrix. Right. <laughs> Those are the two modes. It's either like I'm playing before I go to sleep and I'm tired and I'm just like, uh, 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 no. Or I'm playing when I have just woken up and my brain is sharper. And I'm, you know, in Ghost in the Shell, when like the police secretaries like their fingers extend oh, yeah <laughs> and they're typing really fast that's how i am on this like, blah, so blah, blah, blah. the only experience i've had in a video game with this is rainbow road yes and uh that, that's caitlin's matrix moment huh? that was my matrix moment. like i could feel the edges of the rainbow road and like i'd beat everyone's time and i i was i was the master at rainbow road. i could not get any better um, oh, I also feel that sometimes when I get really high in Tetris. Um, Sorry, when you get high while you're playing Tetris? No, no, no. When you get a high score, high score uh. in Tetris. It, there's a there's a point where you're going so fast and you're at like level, I don't know, 11, 12, 13. And mm. you're just like – and then if you fail at that point, there's no going back. You can't get up to that speed again. It just – you just keep on failing because you you were just at a level, right? And to go back down, it, you just lose it. So the the hook for this game really and how they get you for farming for so like I said it's gotcha based so every time you complete a song you get like some there's so many of you them. get like some scuzzy who cares so basically the main uh, the main story of Muse consisted of about nine nine girls and Aqua Aquors the group from Sunshine the okay. second show all right. they had nine members too so those are all if you see R or high if you see rare or higher those are like actual characters from the show then you get down into N and these are just like randos they're like cannon fodder because they're also is a like feed feed wow. the, feed these girls to this girl to like better your level I don't know what the levels do I don't know what the point system is based on this game I don't know anything they do have skills that make it easier like you'll recover stamina if you get a certain combo you get a sc- right. score boost shit like that so they make it not impossible um, I am going to show you so you get them each girl has two outfits. You either right. get, this is how you f- end up farming for the farming system for the premium currency to get more characters is they either, it's the love gem, love gems, them things. Amazing. I have 25 right now. I'm in the middle of a step up scout. Cause you're scouting, wow. you're scouting girls for your group. Of course. Um, Hey, have you forgot? I would never forget you, Nozomi. Um, basically they, you get them as normal. And then if you get a double, you do special practice. Oh my god! Or you pay money and you have a little accessory to idolize them, and that's how they go from like their street day to day clothes to their fancy outfits. Oh my gosh, this is this so. Let's is just really... it, it's a little complicated. So let's just. Uh, There's so many buttons, guys. I should have. Uh, I should have enough cash here. Do I have enough cash? Yes, I should. Kate, pick a girl. Let's idolize her. Okay. Okay. It's gonna. It's gonna take a second, guys. So just give me a moment. I mean, you can look at their outfits now if you want. You just hold hold any of them to get a better look at them. So a lot of these might be the same girl in a different outfit. I like that. Like I like that, that one. one. All right. So we're going to idolize Kotori. And this is the excitement because you just want <gasps> you just want to see your fancy outfit. What's her new outfit going to be? 
All right. Let's see what we get, Kate. Oh, oh, I'm so excited. <gasps> yes. Look at all those ruffles. Fancy, roughly aquamarine type thing. And then that's her bond. So as she does songs, that fills in. And when that maxes out, you get a little visual novel cutscene with her. Oh and you gosh. get one of the you get one of the little premium currency things. Oh, my gosh. So you're constantly, like, farming and swapping them in and out and performing songs with them. That's fantastic. I mean, if you're into idol groups. Can't stop playing, y'all. No brand girls is my jam. Wow. I play the same shit. I play the same song, like, every time. Like, you get your favorite songs, you just keep playing them. And the game will reward you for keeping doing the same shit, so. There you go. There you go. So that's the stupid game <laughs> I'm playing that I can't stop. <laughs> the game that's not stupid that I couldn't stop playing, that I had to make sure it was fired up here for Katie Mack to get her get her taste of. Ooh, somebody lent me that Spider-Man game. Yeah, they did. That is magical. Y'all, it's dope as shit. It is dope as shit. I can agree to that. They took all the best parts of Arkham Asylum, basically stole them hand over fist. Why not? Yeah. Someone's going to call us on it. And I will say the thing I am always struck by, and I tried to show this to Caitlin by the just sheer amount of time I made Spider-Man just walk on the street. Like, <laughs> it is, feels like a more vibrant city than Liberty City. You know I feel about my Rockstar games, but yeah. like this version of New York feels more... It also helps that the game is set like now, mm -hmm. like this time of year. Like it's set in like October. Like there's yeah. a Halloween costume party in the game. So like Central Park, the trees are all like, you turning. know, orange and turning. And when the sun sets, it just like. It's golden. When you bring up the menu, it shows you the weather and it's like 51 degrees Fahrenheit. Like you just, you just feel it. You feel that time of year in the game. If you can figure out what Fahrenheit is in your head. Good luck, kids. <laughs> uh, times two plus 31. 51 minus 31. It's like 20. It's like 10 degrees. Celsius. There you go. Thank you, Jordan. <laughs> I grew up next to Detroit. Um, yeah, you just you just feel it. And when you drop down, it's just the people, the cars, the noise of the city. Mm -hmm. Like it just feels more alive than any of the Rockstar games did. So I mean, shout shouts to them for that. Also, I mean, I was terrible because I haven't played video games in a ridiculous amount of time. But the controls weren't too bad. Like I was getting it. I didn't quite get it, but like. It's not bad, and it was so much fucking fun. There, there is a learning curve. I will say that. Like when I started the game, I was terrible. Like I was yeah. messaging my friend Pops, just being like, "Am I supposed to die like five times during this first Kingpin fight? Because I'm doing garbage right now." Yeah. Um, but it's also meant for that because you do get skills as you go along, and mm -hmm. you go from like clumsily dodging to just you know. Speaking of seeing the Matrix, like you're just like dodging everything and bouncing off walls and yeah. shooting webs. It's and, once you get up there, it's really elegant the way they they've done the gameplay. Um. And the story was pretty good overall. There were some, like, so Miles Morales is in the game. Uh, Mary Jane is in the game. And they are playable. They do these, like, um, little side missions where they have to, like, sneak in somewhere. So it's usually, like... Stealth. Yeah. Um, those are a little... Those are a little tedious. Not gonna lie. But, hey, they gotta, like, you know, change up the gameplay, they, right? They jazzed it up. I mean, listen, when you're swinging around a Spider-Man and I was like, oh, you're gonna make me spend 20 minutes, like... <laughs> <laughs> this is my sound for for scooching <laughs> my scooch sound <laughs> as miles morales miles morales had a great narrative like the yeah. role he played in the game he gets his powers by the end of it i love that people have started to like super embrace miles morales that yeah. gives me a lot of like hope for the future yeah and then i mean that was really just a result of just marvel fucking barreling through 
Yeah. They were like, Bendis was like, I want this. And they're like, okay, please continue making us money. <laughs> um, and they just barreled through and they just committed to it. And now he's like at the core. And guess what? Peter didn't go anywhere. Nope. Peter's still around. Yep. Comet Gators, you still got the white guy. Though they really should still have him have a kid and get back with Mary Jane and work things out. Yep. Make him grow up. Because then maybe that would give you an inspiration. Grow up. Listen. The moment I was done with Marvel was when they fucking Mephistoed his marriage away. Yeah, like... I was like, he was far more interesting to married. me married than he was not. Anyway. Yeah, you can have both white guys. And frankly, you know, Peter's my Spider-Man. I would probably feel a way if Peter was just not around anymore and it was just Miles. But it's never going to be or just Miles. killed him. You don't have to kill people all the time. <laughs> Spider-Man video game narrative. Oh, Jordan told Kate how the game ended. She's mad now. You don't have to kill everyone. They killed Aunt May, y'all. Spoilers. So angry. Had the same effect on me as like when I realized that they really killed the Joker in Arkham City. Yeah. I was like, oh shit, y'all really did that. Because these are not the comics. Like, you can do things. Like, yeah. I think they teased that Harry might be Venom by the end of of this game. Because Harry's like sick. And like Norman goes to some tank he's got him in. And Harry doesn't even really become like a thing. <laughs> until If people put someone in a tank, you know it's bad. <laughs> like Luke was in that back to tank. Like, <laughs> it's bad if they're in a tank. If you see Ed Harris or if someone's in a tank, some bad shit's coming. Um yeah, Harry's not even really a thing. Um, like, if you're not doing side missions, Harry's mm-hmm. not a thing till like, the last 10% of the game. Right. Um, where you have to sneak into Norman's apartment. Norman's the mayor. And, yeah, then at the end, like, it all also centers around Norman developing some fucking virus. Some tool that, some, you know, some compound that was supposed to, like, cure all diseases, but ended up, like, killing everyone. Um and he was pursuing human body. <laughs> he was pursuing it to save Harry. So um, that's right. That's what I feel like. Spider Man is all about like don't mess with the human body because <laughs> then you get like a crocodile man and an octopus man. Yes. And just don't do it. Uh, also, shouts to the game. So like the the bulk of the conflict is with this guy, Mister Negative, who I guess is a character from more recent Spider Man lore. That I'm not fully You're up not on. You're not a real fan. I don't you know. Stayed up on the comics. You didn't read. You haven't read any Dan Slot. No, I haven't. Um, also, go fuck yourself. <laughs> and, but then like, you realize like he's working for Doctor. He's working for Otto Octavius. Yeah. Like Spider Man is. Like mm-hmm. Peter is. He works for Octavius Industries. Yeah. Um, and you see them start to develop the arms, and it's like, okay, but I'm all concerned with you know Mister Negative. <laughs> Mr. Negative goes to jail, and it said I was still, like, you know, 60% done the game. Right. And there was still all this content left. And then, like, an hour later of gameplay, the entire fucking Sinister Six breaks out of the raft. And I'm like, what? what? Is, how much is left of this fucking game? Um, but I finished it last night specifically because after the Sinister Six escape, I, I knew Caitlin. I wanted Caitlin to play it. I wanted her to see it. We've been talking about it. She's been excited to see it. Um and when, like, the world goes on fire, it's, like, just this gray-green, like, rain, the right. t- smokes, buildings on fire type of thing. I was like, this is not the game at its best. This is not the version of the game I want Kate to see. And most of the boss fights are basically hop around, counter. It It is a beautiful game. It's gorgeous. And, I mean, for you don't expect first times out to mm-hmm. be this good. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you expect okay. It's, it's the it's the Arkham Asylum to Arkham City jump, right? Like right. Arkham City was good. Right. Arkham City was holy shit. It's um. It's sort of what like the Skyrim thing, where oh, I can't remember whatever what it's called. The one right before Skyrim. Oh, Oblivion. Oblivion. Yeah. To jump to Skyrim. Everybody still had fucking lobster hands, and <laughs> polygon lobster hands in Oblivion. And we tried to do Oblivion, but we'd been we'd played Skyrim through, <laughs> and and, we was, and Chris was like, "Well, why don't we take a look at Oblivion?" And I like like five minutes in, I was like, "I can't, I can't do it." I, I thought. <laughs> I thought about the same thing once and that's whoever I was talking to was like, no, just don't bother. Yeah, really. Don't. Don't do it. Like, you'd rather play Sky... You'd rather start Skyrim again with another character than, yeah. than you would yeah. trying to do Oblivion. There's just so many... Like, I... So, uh, Senior Correspondent Chris has played Skyrim so many times. I was like, I'm good with, like, one, maybe two. There's a lot of times that you can go through that game. Yeah, I've never... I've only, I only ever did it with my one character. Really? Yeah. And the only time I ever considered doing it again was when I, I clearly glitched something and I couldn't build the house I wanted to. I'd oh. already built one house, one one spot. Yeah. There's another house you could build like on a lake somewhere, yeah. like in the rainy lands. Um, funny enough, that the lake house, there's super close to it is like this necromancy circle. And there's like <laughs> necromancers all the time. They're constantly in your yard. And I feel like your wife or husband would be like, what the fuck? No, we're moving. I ended up marrying uh, Ayala the Huntress from the Companions. Right. Who was like, you know, this badass mm-hmm. archery warrior. Now she just hangs out at the house with a shop selling pies and some shit. She always sounded really salty whenever I went home. And I don't blame her. Yeah, I'd be salty. Um, the best thing to play as, as a, is as a Khajiit. Well, we yes, all know that's that. that's who I was. Oh, fantastic. Good. He was a black Khajiit. Black Khajiit. And frankly, the, the uh, night vision perk was... I'd probably use that as much as I use anything else. I'd probably do high elf again if I was ever going to play it again. You get, well, you get in places, right? Oh, is that the per, is that one of the perks? Well, well, just like as a Khajiit. Everyone's like always spitting at you. That is like, true. <laughs> get the fuck out of our town, Khajiit. As I said before, I always felt really sad when I saw dead Khajiit on the side of the road. It just yeah. always bummed me out. Which it should. Anyway, Insomniac did a hell of a job. First time out. Excited for the DLC. Excited for what they're going to do next. Apparently... I don't know how this is going to work because this has been PlayStation exclusive. Right. Partly because Sony owns Spider-Man. Um, will probably hit other systems eventually, but they are saying they want to do um, MVGU. I don't know what that means. Marvel Video Game Universe. What? Insomniac's talking. So maybe next you get an Iron Man game or maybe next you get something else. And maybe we can all... have a Captain Marvel game. Well, that's, not, that's, not. <laughs> that's not a bit crazy now, Kate. <laughs> Who wants, who wants that? Who wants a lady superhero? How about half the fucking population, assholes? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Sorry. I'm a little angry about that. <clears throat> well, that was all I had on my list. Um, I think that that's all. See, all the, look at all the checks on my list. <laughs> so, many, so many things scratched down. We're yeah. running about 90 minutes, y'all. Listen, we, when we come back, we come back hard for y'all. Yeah. Of course. We didn't want to leave you out in the cold. That the sounds of our voices. The dulcet tones of your pod mom and dad. So I guess if, if you have nothing else and I have nothing else, yeah, this is where we'll take our leave. As we said at the top, get at us on all those socials. If it's a social, we are on it. Just search at GeekdownPod, primarily Twitter. Primarily Twitter, but, you know, other things, Instagram, We're Facebook. on most of them. Instagram, Facebook. Yeah, where, where's that at? Uh, www.facebook.com forward slash GeekdownPod. The people love it. That's why we do it. Um, and we have a Gmail Geekdownpod at gmail.com. Yeah. If you require more than 280 characters. You can just 
give us a long list of things maybe we should check out that we haven't mentioned? Because <laughs> I came up with a few, but I'm going to be right back to panic attack mode in like by November. Just plan it out like I do. I, know, I have a list. I, know, I take I from the list. And I had some earlier and now I forgot. <laughs> See, this is why you have a list. This is why I have a list. Look at this list. Well, whatever I end up deciding to give her, friends, we hope you'll join us. Next week. As you do next week and every week. My name is Jordan Ferguson. My name is Kate McKinnon. The theme song is by Rob Gasser. And as Fred Penner has in his new album, Oh my God. Take good care of each other, Fred. See you next week. Breakdown! Mm, 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 mm,